Welcome back to another installment, my little truffle hunters, my lovers and friends, my faithful listeners. As always, I am your one and only host, Jensen, the beautiful and majestic motherfucking Dean Jackson's son. I'm coming to you live from the place of all places, the place that could be any place except your face. The Entertainment Beyond podcast. And I do have to apologize for sounding super nasally. Uh, My allergies are, they're just doing whatever the fuck they want to, man. They're running my world right now. And they're burning it to (laughs) the ground. That's my terrible impression of Nicolas Cage. (sighs) I hate these allergies, and they hate me. That's why they do this to me. That's why one minute my nose is dripping like a faucet, and the next minute it's bone fucking dry like a nun's vagina. I didn't need to go that far, but I already went that far. Might as well fucking own it. You don't come to this podcast because of my lack of crudeness and ways I describe things. Come on, you know me. Witty motherfucker. Today's episode, which I will try to keep as spoiler-free as possible, I'm going to briefly discuss my opinions, thoughts, and views askewed on Sony Pictures' Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is a part two deal, and it... We'll conclude with Spider-Man beyond the Spider-Verse. But right now we're talking about being into the Spider-Verse. So I have to confess. I didn't see Spider-Man. Whatever the first one is called. I can't remember. Miles Morales or whatever it's called. I know that's not it. But I didn't see the first one until it had been out. You know, I had heard about it. Word of mouth wasn't positive or negative. They're just people talking about it, which can be a good or bad thing when it comes to film and cinema. Uh, I wasn't overly hyped about him, like a cartoon Spider-Man movie. Like we're getting like the best live-action Spidey we've gotten in almost two decades at that point in time. Uh, Everybody was emotionally connecting to it and drawn to it. People were, like, losing their fucking shit over the first Spider-Verse movie. Again, can't remember the name of the first one. But, uh, I had remained emotionally unattached. I watched it. I finally watched it, like, the worst kind of possible way you can watch a movie like that, which is on a teeny tiny 5.8 inch (laughs) smartphone super disrespectful to everybody who had a hand in that creation of that interestingly beautiful can't quite call it animation animated film uh I enjoyed it enough. I kept thinking when I was watching it that, you know, this would be the perfect movie to be tripping balls on LSD 
and just just catch this film, watch it like that, just straight experience it in the rawest of dog forms. Uh, so yeah, that's full disclosure, you know. So I knew this one was coming out. Uh, it was on my list of films to check out this year. So you guys had already known that I'd had my eye on the proverbial prize, so to speak. Uh, that's why I said proverbial. I didn't need to say so to speak. But, uh... This movie... This movie... Man, it slept. It was good. Uh, one thing I noticed... This is gonna this is gonna be another Spider Man movie. I can already tell it's gonna gross a billion dollars. I will I don't know, I will eat I'll eat a hat or something. Something of that variety. Uh, if this movie doesn't gross a billion. But you know, like and the reason why I say that, so I went to the theater. Everybody was in this regal. The regal was packed. It was pack a lacking. Uh everybody was there to see Spider Man. You know, I think maybe maybe a few people were there to see the Super Mario Brothers movie and some other shit, what and whatnot. Maybe a couple people there to see Fast X, but I, I guarantee that everybody going to the theater today is going to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, and that's how it was when uh. Spider-Man No Way Home came out like the shit was packed. That movie, you know, and, and we're still dealing with a lot of people being tepid about going back to the cinema to to catch films. Uh, most people got, you know, mad hooked on uh, being super spoiled and be able to watch films that were meant for cinema viewing ex exhibition on TV, and I don't care, I've been telling people this, I'll keep on telling you this, unless you have a personal movie theater built in your fucking home, your little sound system and TV setup and whoop-de-whoop -whoop ain't gonna do shit, I don't give a fuck, I do not give a fuck what you try to convince me of, or better yet, convince yourself of, nothing compares to the exhibition of a film in the cinemas, I don't give a fuck what you tell me. And the reason I'm saying that, again, <laughs> is because a lot of people, like I just said, scared to go back to the cinema and watch movies. You know, I don't want to retread. But uh, when it comes to Spider-Man, people fucking show up. And talking all races, creed, color, gender, non-gender, what the fuck ever, it doesn't matter. All type of people show up. And people were showing up and showing the fuck out. It was a way younger crowd and I don't think there were a lot of people in my age range but everybody was some webheads that was up in that bitch man uh, hopefully they fix it by the time that you see you catch a viewing of this film if you choose to go see it in cinema which I highly suggest you do because it's a totally interesting captivating experience but uh there's an opening scene that I could not make out. Well, I couldn't make it out, but it was hard to hear the dialogue in the opening 
scene, you know, like the first 10 minutes or whatnot. Uh, I thought on the first film, the art style, like, man, that was, that was, that was kind of life-changing. Like, I'd never seen no animation like that before. And of course, as soon as, you know, Lord and Miller and the director of the film do that, then everybody wants to have their little knockoff spider clone. You know, that's a, that's a little Easter egg, uh, shout out to the Spider-Man clone saga, which is still one of the most hated and derided storylines in uh, Spider-Man history. Check it out. Uh, uh, Ben Riley. There's an appearance from Ben Riley in uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And if you've read the Clone Saga, you know exactly who the fuck that is. If you you don't, then you probably just thought he was an overly dramatic emo person in the cameos or the the little brief uh, appearances that he had. Um, like I was saying, the, the first one, the animation blew me the fuck away. And this one, I didn't think it was possible, but somehow they fucking leveled up. They stepped, you know, like that, that, that annoying ass black kid used to say on the, uh, PlayStation portable, uh, commercials, step your game up. Well, they stepped their game up. They brought the fucking thunder. They brought the, the ruckus to the ladies (laughs) <laughs> that's a quote from Leon Black from Curb Your Enthusiasm. I brings the ruckus to the ladies. But they brought the ruckus, not just to the ladies, they brought it to everybody. The animations, the chef's fucking kiss. It was sick. Um, I do appreciate how with the character's growth, um, the... Subject material, while still being PG, leans more heavier on the the spectrum of um, content maturity wise. Like as I, I like that he's not just getting older and remaining kind of kid friendly in the storytelling, but he's getting older, and you know that's that's pretty much what happens. What for, happens for most of us growing up in normal lives is I would get older, things, you know, you go through a little bit more darkness or gray in, uh, in your life. I, I just like that the, the film series, because it's probably going to end up being a series, don't, don't kid yourself. Uh, I like that it's maturing in slow but noticeable ways. Um, there are so many cameos in this film, and a lot of them, almost every one of them, made me uh, shout out. I think at one point, there's one really, really dope, cool one that's, like, fucking been in the making since Spider-Man... Um, since Tom Holland's Spider-Man showed up in Civil War. It's a scene that's been in the making and audibly made me say, what the fuck? Because I never thought I would see that. I really didn't. Uh, But yeah, every time I saw a cameo from somebody involved in the Spider-Man universe, I was like, what the fuck? Because for real, like, it was just shocking. And some people will call it too fan servicey, but this is literally called Spider-Man 
into the Spider-Verse. You know, the Spider-Verse is every Spider-Man known in the the multiverse. This is also a fantastic example of how to deliver on a multiverse. The writers, everybody at Marvel, everybody, everybody, that's even Kevin Feige, and I'm including you, Kevin, you should take fucking notes on how to do a proper multiverse movie because these motherfuckers did it. You know, you called yourself Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And like I said in my review, I said something to the effect of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of a couple of different uh, alternate Earths or universes or whatever. It was un- it was under delivery. The title set up big time and the movie failed the title. Um, but this film does it, you know. It does it right. They does it right. They do it right. The multiverse of uh, the Spider Verse. <clears throat> I appreciate the continued storyline between, like I said, Miles is growing up. Things are getting a little bit more mature, a little bit more complicated. I appreciate the continued evolution of the storyline of Miles Mal- Miles Morales, Miles Morales, and uh, Spider Gwen, aka Gwen Stacy. Uh, it's cool. Um, one thing that kind of ruins it for me, not that it's bad because I love this actor. <coughs> I've, you know, <coughs> sorry. I feel like I've had the pleasure of watching her grow as a performer and she's a very talented performer. Uh, but it did, uh, cause I didn't, you know, have any kind of emotional, you know, good voice acting, uh even like name brand actors good voice acting will let you you know when they get lost in the character and they do the thing that's beautiful but when you know it's somebody like when you can tell it's the rock or you can tell that it's like i don't know um uh, i don't know john goodman uh it kind of you know, maybe not for everybody for me it draws me out and so when i was seeing an interview or something like that and I accidentally found out that Haley Steinfeld voices um, Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen, in both of the films, both of the Spider Verse films. I was kind of like, well, damn, I didn't want to know that because now I'm gonna. And it did happen in the movie where she's talking like, how did I not know that that was Haley Steinfeld the whole fucking time? Like, fantastic actor. She does great voice work. She like really puts herself into the role of. Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen, Gwen Spider. Uh, some things are better left a mystery, though, I suppose. Uh, the spot. So the first time he speaks, when you're introduced to this character, the, the main protagonist, or I'm sorry, no, the main antagonist of this film's story i i had to pull my phone out cardinal sin i know i had to pull my phone out movie theater screen was super dim so don't worry um but uh i had to check the person voicing the spot because 
they sounded like Ryan Reynolds at certain points. Like, I can't be the only one. There's got to be someone out there in that multiverse, that Spider-Verse that saw this flick and was like, man, that, like, really thought it was Ryan Reynolds. Like, I found out that it was Jason Schwartzman, uh, another very talented actor. I should have known because I've known the cast list. Like I, like I said, I keep my ears to the ground, my eyes peeled. I'm always peeking in the blinds. I'm... I'm 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 fucking sneaking behind the velvet rope. I'm fucking peeking behind the curtain. I'm always going behind the scenes to get you guys your fucking fix of entertainment. So I knew that, but I think I had smoked it away, you know, in my haste to smoke some of the fucking sacred herb. I smoked away that fucking knowledge of um uh <laughs> the fact that Jason Schwartzman uh, was voicing the spot. A uh, super, super funny character and kind of sympathetic, although he is blaming Spider-Man and proclaiming himself to be Spider-Man's uh, arch-nemesis or whatever, and Spider-Man retorting by calling him a villain of the week, which is just kind of, like, cold. I do kind of feel for him. You do have kind of a situation where it's like, Batman Joker, only not to the extreme. Like, Spider-Man didn't let this fool fall into a fucking giant vat of glowing green shit. But, like, dude kind of does have a reason to be mad, you know? Uh, Again, I don't want to spoil nothing, but if you remember the end result of Spider-Man... Okay, well, it's not really a spoiler. I'll tell you this, you know? I'll do, like, one little teeny tiny mini spoiler so the reason that i say the spot has a right to have grievance with spider-man's because spider-man did blow up the super collider the super collider was at alchemics and this was like a lead scientist who worked at alchemics and uh he kind of blew his life apart when spider-man destroyed the super collider it's actually it's actually a nice touch on uh superheroics because I mean, I know this is like a cliched type of thing, but we haven't gotten this kind of action where you see the results of even when a superhero is doing the best that they can, there's always going to be someone that seemingly either disagrees with them or has been unintentionally wronged by their right doing. And so it's a beautiful symmetry. It's a lovely poetry. And I, I applaud them on it. I truly do. Um, this is, I will warn people because a lot of people in the theater were like, oh, what the fuck? I knew going into this film that this was a part one, a part two uh, film uh, deal. Essentially one film, but split into two parts. Um, So I wasn't really disappointed about that. I was... uh, expecting, you know, I was wondering where the cliffhanger was going to come in. So just know that when you're going into this film, there's a, there's a cliffhanger. You're going to have to come back next year or maybe the year after that to catch a conclusion. Uh, like I said before, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. Uh, on this podcast, we give a... I give a rating system between one... And four thumbs up. And I'm going to give this film three thumbs up. It loses a thumb 
because it's fucking long. It's a two hour and 15 minute animated film. And while that that time does lend to being able to give characters more development, certain characters and whatnot, and story beats and whatnot, it's still a two hour, almost two hour and 30 minute animated film. Like, I actually, towards the end, this is probably more so my bad because I work a lot like I'm a crazy person. So I came to this film after being up since 5 o'clock in the morning at work and getting off and doing some errands and going straight to see this film. So maybe that's my bad, but I still do kind of feel like it was a teensy-weensy bit too long. But it's still a fantastic film, so I'm going to give it three thumbs up. I'm going to get out of your guys' hair. And again, I appreciate you. It's almost the podcast's fifth birthday next month, five years, Entertainment Beyond. And I just want to say before I get the fuck out of here and get out of your ear, get out of your fucking mind, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, a thousand hugs and kisses, thank you. Whether you've been a day one or you are a periodic listener, I fucking appreciate the shit out of you for inviting me into your home, your car, your workout life, uh, your work life. Although I wouldn't fucking suggest you listen to this podcast on blast at work because you might get in trouble with the fucking HR. Everybody knows HR ain't out for nobody but the company. So save yourself a bullshitty trip to HR and... Maybe if you're going to listen to me at work, listen to me with one earbud in. But I do appreciate you wherever you listen to me, wherever you let me talk out the side of my neck to you. I appreciate you immensely. And I hope that you appreciate yourselves and you love yourselves and you take time to give yourself positive affirmation because that shit matters, man. And make sure you take care of your fucking mental health because no one else is going to. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And I'll catch you on the next one. Good night and goodbye.